0: From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Navigating a breast cancer journey can cause feelings of confusion and fear, all of which are normal. There are healthy ways to cope with the stress caused by these fears, such as mindfulness meditation, support groups, or finding a creative outlet. Today's guest has been through quite a journey over the past decade, having undergone numerous brain surgeries as a result of her breast cancer metastasizing, actress and comedian Hyla Matthews knows firsthand how important it is to find ways to keep a healthy perspective and is committed to finding a way to laugh through her experience. Hila, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you, really uh, appreciate you know your unique perspective um, and let's, let's just start off talking about your story. What's your breast cancer story? And can you tell us about your initial diagnosis and what was going on in your life at that time?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I was breastfeeding my seven-month-old baby and I... Found a lump in my breast and I thought it was a clogged milk duct. <laughs> so I called my friend and she said, Oh, yeah, that's very common. Get some udder salve. I don't know why she suggested udder salve, but you know, I'm not a cow. So I, but I did rub it on there and that didn't work. And I called my midwife and she said, I don't think this is breastfeeding related. So just come down and get an ultrasound. So I did. And uh it turned out to be pretty bad. So they did a biopsy and uh yeah, and they told me that I had cancer. So
0: Mm. wow. That was that's it. Well, I mean, and that and that's common, I think, in a lot of these conversations is you know, it starts off sort of seeming to be something innocuous, and and then you listen to your body, you listen to advice and you recognize oh no, there's really more more to this. And and I understand. The next part of your journey was really kind of a direct result to your listening to your body and advocating for yourself, knowing something was not right. Can you tell us about that and and what journey, where where that journey went?
1: Sure, sure. Um, Well, when I got breast cancer, it was suggested to me to put a metaport in, so I did that, and I, you know, it goes under your collarbone, and it's easier for the chemo to uh, come into your body. So I did that. And about a month later, I was um, brushing my teeth and my hand was a little wobbly and uh, my handwriting was a little crooked. And I thought that it was because of the Metaport. So I went to my oncologist on a Monday and said, oh, I know what it is. I've got it down. It's like headaches and all this stuff. It's from the Metaport. And she said, no, no, no. You actually have a brain tumor. Oh, I didn't say. Sorry, I uh, when I was uh, sensing that was a little wobbly and all that stuff. I decided to go get a brain MRI, and I decided myself. I didn't, you know, my doctors didn't suggest it because we had done this thing called eyes to thighs. So they check all the stuff from your eyes to your thighs, but they don't check your brain. So I decided to go get a a a brain mri and um then i went to my doctor and said i know what it is and and she said no no it's a brain tumor so i was totally baffled and thought okay forget the breast cancer i have a brain tumor so um i got that i met my brain surgeon on a tuesday and on Thursday, I had a brain surgery. So um, I had no time to stress. It all happened in one week. And that was really, it was probably good because I didn't have time to really worry about it. So I quickly, <laughs> after the brain surgery, had uh, radiation. And then I quickly went back to the chemo because you can't be all away from the chemo for too long or else it doesn't work. And I had to do chemo because the the tumor was attached to my pectoral muscle, so they couldn't operate. It was an inoperable uh, tumor on my breast. So they had to shrink it, hopefully, with chemo and then operate on it. So after the brain surgery, I went back to the chemo and I was on chemo. I did chemo for about eight months. and, uh, And let's see. And then I had a lumpectomy. And then I was pretty good for like two years. i was I was feeling good and feeling pretty good. And I would constantly have MRIs like at least you know every three months because I you know they they suggested that. Uh, and then after about two years, they thought there was another tumor. and it was in the exact same place that my initial brain tumor had been. So they, I went in for another brain surgery and it turned out to be radiation necrosis, which is just dead, you know, scar tissue. So that was really good. Um, and then while I was in the hospital, I fell out of bed trying to put on those socks that keep you from falling. So I fell out of bed and, uh, And they, I had a brain hemorrhage while I was on the floor. So they rushed me to emergency surgery. I had another brain surgery. And then I got a brain infection or an infection just called MRSA. And it was in my brain. And uh, or in my head. So they did a fourth brain surgery. And that was pretty much it. That was, you know, a crazy, crazy experience and time. And then I was in the hospital for about 30 days. And I um, after 30 days, I was really ready to come home. And I discharged myself, which is very female. But I did that. So That's the story.
0: (laughs) Wow. That is, I mean, that. So it's four. Is that four brain surgeries? Is that, did I count correctly? Okay. Wow. That is that. Wow. So that, that's just. Profound. So, so circling back just for a moment to your breast cancer, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like, does breast cancer run in your family? And, and kind of, was it even on your radar before? It, before it wasn't
1: on my radar. I actually didn't do, when I turned 40, I did a mammogram, and then I, I probably did another one. And then I didn't do one, and I got pregnant and I didn't do one when I was pregnant. And then after my baby, I didn't do one. Um, and breast cancer does run in my family. My mom had breast cancer when she was about 52 and she, but she had a lumpectomy. She never did any chemo, never did any radiation. Her hair didn't fall out anything like that. Um, but it was still obviously really scary. And then my paternal grandmother um, died at 46 of uterine cancer. And But I did the gene. I did the gene test and um, I did the gene. I did the gene. I did the gene test and, uh, and it was negative. So I didn't have the hereditary gene um, that a lot of people have. So even though it was in my family... I didn't have the gene. So I don't know. And and it was a very uh, rare and aggressive cancer. Triple negative cancer is very rare and aggressive. So um, you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
0: so talk to me a little bit about your support systems. How did they keep you strong and, and motivated and and moving forward on some of your toughest days?
1: Well, um, my parents actually when they were 80, they moved down here to DC from New Jersey and they rented an apartment, a basement apartment about a block away. And they had keys to my house and they just came in every single day and helped take care of my son and my husband and me really. I mean, it was no matter how old you are, you just want your mommy, you know? So my mom was there. She was great. Um, she read to me and my dad took me to chemo and they were really amazing and that i and my husband was incredible um so that support was really important to have and i i didn't really realize how lucky i was they just they did it and uh you know because they could so it was really incredible and also having my son, I don't know that he was a support, but he definitely pulled me forward and I was very busy with him. So, cause he was so young. Um, so that was uh, really great to have him. Mm,
0: wow. That? That's great. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm, I'm excited about this next part, this next part of the segment here. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a bit unique. So I understand that that you're an actress and comedian and yeah. you've done stand-up acts talking about your experiences with breast cancer. So what gave you the idea to do that and why was it so important and therapeutic for you?
1: Well, when I lived I lived in LA for about 10 years and when I lived there, I did a lot of stand-up in between auditions and it was a great way to write and perform my own stuff while I was waiting for the next audition. So I did that And then when I came here and then I got cancer, um, it was sort of after the whole cancer stuff and my hair started growing back. And I I just, it was like my coming back show. And I, I did a fundraiser for the triple negative breast cancer foundation and I raised a lot of money and, um, I yeah it was sort of my coming back show so it was really great to talk about it and make jokes about it and sort of show that I'm still here and you know um so it it really helped me get through that i mean that kind of perspective because stand up is all about your perspective it's all about your point of view and so uh Having cancer, everybody has their own point of view about yeah, yeah. it. So that was mine.
0: Well, wow, that's fantastic, I, I, and I really appreciate that. I, I've I've done it. I've done it one stand-up set uh, oh. for a fundraiser, and it is not an easy thing to do. I really enjoyed it, but it is it's a very very difficult thing. So, all right. Yeah. So, speaking of difficult things, I, I have to ask: Are you <laughs> able to share some of your bits? Because I know some of our listeners would be able to relate. And and maybe it can bring them a little bit of lightness. So are you up for that?
1: Sure, sure, sure. I'll try. It's very odd to just do do stand up to one person. So you yeah. have to pretend that you're like many many people or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so when I found out that I had a tumor, or when I found out that I had a, a lump, I, my midwife said, "I don't think this is breastfeeding related. Come down and get an ultrasound." So I went down, I drove myself and I drove by myself. And I was, you know, while I was driving, I was thinking, oh, great, I'm going to die. And I'm going to have to do a video for Will's new wife. And I'm going to get a blowout because I want to look really good. And I, you know, she's not going to be thinking, like, oh, I found love and this is my person. No, none of that. I'm going to say to her, you are a filler, you are a placeholder because I'm not there. That's the only reason. So don't get any ideas, lady.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is that is about perspective though i like that yeah that's a yeah, really, yeah that's a really fascinating perspective any, anything else any other bits well, you share? I,
1: when i was when i was told that i had cancer my first thought was oh shit now i have to do that run the 5k <laughs> or the 10k <laughs> or whatever it is like i now i have to learn the metric system oh my god so. <laughs> And when, and when I was bald, when I was bald, I, everyone gave me lots of scarves, which is fine, but I, you know, I don't know how to wear them. And so when I got my appetite back and I was still bald, I wore a scarf to dinner. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm wearing a scarf and I'm out, I'm out on the town. And I, you know, I wrapped it around my head and then I looked at my husband. I was like, it's sliding, isn't it? It's sliding. Oh my God, it's sliding. So
0: that was, I love it. I love it. And I imagine the audiences uh, received all that really well, right?
1: I hope I hope. Yes, they did. They did. Cause they, yeah, they understood that.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's (laughs) so good. So good. Well, uh, this has been great. I mean, I, I love your perspective, and, and honestly, that's what I kind of love about comedy is is just the yeah. perspective that it brings. And so, so I just I have to ask, you know, what final advice do you have for our listeners? Is there anything you wish you knew when you were first starting to go through this?
1: Well, when first of all, when you get hit with that uh, phrase, "you have cancer," you are just, you know, it's like a train has run over you. You just can't breathe, you know. Uh, So after that, um, if you find the humor in it, you know, I think that's really important. And not everybody can laugh. It's a very serious, you know, uh, it's a very serious thing. So not everybody can laugh. But if you can find some humor in it, that will really, really carry you through. I mean, you because you can't control it. You can't control it at all. Um, like many things in life, you can't control it, and all you can do is kind of find the humor. And I would say, be an advocate for yourself. You know, just ask a million questions, write everything down, and really, um, that's what you can do: is you can be an advocate for yourself. So mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Find the humor and be an advocate for yourself, Hila Matthews. You're an amazing interviewee. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us You're today.
1: very welcome. Thank you for having me, Adam.
0: Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit Komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.